from the streets of Gotham to the furthest Federation outpost. The brave and bold ambassadors of the Nerd Nation bring you the best in reviews, interviews, and more. Prepare for fun, in-depth looks at comic books, movies, and much more. Grab your passports, crank up the sound, get ready because Nerd Nation Radio is on the air. Welcome to Nerd Nation Radio. We're here for another exciting episode starring Jack Graziano, Sup. Sup. Curtis Southard, Sup. and myself, Gene Hoyle. <laughs> Jack's coughing or choking on his own sperm. <laughs> Jeez, what the hell, man? Don't, oh, ask him to... don't worry, Jack, you can cut it out. Yeah, like, it's just like Kurt's suicide attempt was cut out. Of the Why show. you even bring that up now? Because <laughs> oh, Jack's going to start yelling and screaming. Did I cut that out? No. no. Good. Even you saying you're going to cut it out is in the episode. Yeah, that's fine. Let me just it, make it, makes it clear. It funnier. Let me make, it's not funny. Let me make it clear, folks. Uh, suicide isn't funny. We saved him. Uh, no, no, seriously, it's not funny. Jack, make sure you find... You made the joke! Jack. I'm a depressed individual, and, Jack, and that's serious. Can you find the song Suicide Solution and play it a little no, bit? No, let's not even part? joke about it anymore, no. <laughs> okay, okay, let's... Let's not let's, joke about it. I'm it, saying, I'm being serious. You it's, shouldn't have brought it up the first place, It's not funny. Jack. And I did bring it up, and one way I deal with some of my issues is I, I make humor. I, I joke. I laugh about myself. He laughs so he doesn't cry. And Jack's going to now make this worse by adding something in here. <laughs> On Gene's, Gene, Gene first tells him to do it, and then realizes maybe it's not a good idea, and then backs away. But now it's already bad, because now he knows Jack's not going to listen, much like everything you ever ask him to do. I don't listen to anybody. Are you kidding anyway, me? Yeah, that's uh, why the show sucks. Except for this. Except, the show sucks because I don't listen to anybody? Except for this. You're the one who made the I'm going to kill myself uh, joke. Except Except for this minute or two, we have a great show for you. We really do. It's been a minute uh, and a half. Our results of, was it WrestleMania? Uh, the Royal Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. are, are going to be revealed. Who won, who lost. And um, let's see, what else? Um, do we have a trip update in this episode? We could. We could do a trip update. We could do a let's little do trip talkie-talkie, especially because Jack's here and we haven't talked about the trip with Jack yet. That's true. And we have, of course, Nerd News. And a very exciting box office for this week. And uh, no, it's not. I get to talk with Dan Bodenstein about his successful Buck Buccaneer campaign, which still has a few days left for you to join in. Buck Buccaneer, sponsor of uh, Nerd Nation Radio. Exactly. So go out there and do it. And Kickstarter. You know, I'm telling you, it's a great looking book. Uh, it's beautiful. If you watch their video alone and look at their Kickstarter, the quality is so high, you know the book's going to be amazing. Right. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of Kickstarters, and seldom do they look this good. Yeah, they look like crap. Yeah, a lot of them are pretty terrible. <laughs> a lot of them look like crap. Yeah. And Jack supports them. <laughs> Jack's like, it's a game? It's a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, here's $100. Why not, man? <laughs> anyway, let's let's just get to it. Yes. Is James Marsters here yet, or is he late? He's late. All right, well, you know he doesn't show up. Damn it, James. He hates you. Hello, you beautiful freaks. This is James Masters, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, giving you my fake British accent. It is time now for Nerd Nation News, where all the news that's fit to talk about is given to you for free. So listen up. 
Uh, anyway, Hulu has a new thing going on. For those of you who are Hulu heads, as I like to call them. I don't know if that's a fan thing, but that's my new thing. Copyright, uh, nerdnationradio.com. Um, 2019. Uh, Hulu is going to start running ads uh, when you pause. Now, before anybody freaks out, it's not like, yeah, it's not playable ads, but when you pause it, you'll see a little, like, you know, all the info stuff, the more. I'm out. Well, it, unless you pay a little extra, mm-hmm. you get ads anyway. All right, here's the thing. If you pause Hulu, you're probably going to go to the bathroom or get a snack or something. So you won't even see the ad, but except for when you come back. You're not pausing it and then looking at the screen for any length of time. We so should buy ad space work. there. Ooh. There you go. It's Yeah, it's a static ad, just on, like, partial on yeah, the screen. Yeah, we should totally just I buy thought, a Nerd Nation I, I radio stick. That'd be awesome, yeah. I was no one's going to look at it, theaters, but that's okay. You know, at the movie theaters, before the movie starts, sometimes they show, like, ads and stuff? Sometimes. That's what I'd like to do. It's every time. Not the commercials, but just, like, a flat... Oh. I would rather put money into Hulu because Hulu is a thing that is like, you know, yeah, people you still watch everywhere Hulu. all over. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we'd be looking at like ten grand to even think about putting an ad there. That's true. We, we should sell your that. kidneys. We could do a, a, a GoFund Jack. We should do a special, <laughs> a special version of the show, uh, like a special uh, episodes, just called Nerd Nation Learns Marketing. Ooh, a very special Nerd Nation. Radio. We could just do a Patreon. No, hey, hey, a whoosh, Ugh. whoosh. Oh, wait, Patreon. I thought you meant to say Kickstarter. No. Because I was going to say it would be crap if it's Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. Patreon. I'm down. Did you just get whooshed? I, I, whoosh. I did. He whooshed me like three times. Really? Well, so yes. we went off topic. Whoosh. Thank you. <gasps> so, uh, ben, ben Affleck is officially... <laughs> ben Affleck. No longer officially Batman in the uh, new movie that's coming out. Whoosh. Um, <laughs> it's very sad. I think it's actually really smart to disassociate from the the, movie, the previous movies, which got terrible reviews from everybody. But you can't you can't disassociate whatever from the previous movies. Yeah, you can. No, they're all tied together. Like Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man. No, like they're literally all tied into each other. But they're not anymore. They're ignoring all that. They said that. But if you go back and you watch Aquaman, they literally talk about how he fought against uh, what's his name. Yeah, there was a continuity. Wolf. Now they're not, they said they're not worrying about that now. <laughs> I, I don't make this thing. I just can report they, the news. Can they do that? <laughs> they can do what they want. They're DC. But like literally, when you sit there and you watch Wonder Woman, Batman talks to her out of costume, Dude, and it's Ben Affleck. And then when you watch Aquaman, yeah. they talk about how he helped the join with the there league is. to defeat Steppenwolf, which means it happened. Dude, there's a good chance that the Suicide Squad movie won't even connect to the first one. I yeah. just want a Deadshot that wears the mask. I want a, I want a Deadshot that he wears, wears the mask, mask that movie. looks like Deadshot. That would be nice. What do you mean? The mask doesn't look like Deadshot. I thought you meant Will Smith it. didn't look Wait, like... Wait, what are you kidding? The mask looked Yeah, the mask good. looked great. Yeah, was, uh, the one from, when he wore it. The one from Arrow looked better. No, uh, the one in Arrow did... I'm trying to remember. He had a mask. He only wore it for a minute or two. Yeah, but in the movie, oh. he wore it for a good chunk of the movie. And it yeah. looked good. It looked. It, how can it look bad? It didn't look bad. That wasn't terrible. I just didn't think it looked enough. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, wait, you were impressed with what? 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 Uh, comic book movies does he love? He likes Dread. Don't start. I love Dread. Okay, I like Dread too. No, no, no. What other comic book movies does Ant Man and the Wasp? Don't go there. Ant Man and the Wasp. All right. Okay. I, I'm gonna say well, right now. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking costume wise. I'm. He saying, likes the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire. I love oh all three. God, yeah, yes. Green Goblin looks a lot like Green Goblin. Green Goblin looks movie. terrible in that movie. That's, totally. That's I my mean, complaint. That's why two. He looked than great. One. He looked great when he was fighting the Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, no, that the costume is terrible. I've said that since I saw the movie. I still love the movie. They're still not the best Spidey movies. 
Yeah, they are. No, they're not. What is? Not those three. Which are? Spider-Verse is the best one. Yeah. No. It's a cartoon. It's, it's okay. the newest one. Oh, that's, you're that's... crapping on it because it's a cartoon all of a sudden? No, but it's the newest one, and that's it's kind the of newest your fascination. One. Yeah, that's your thing. I, dude, I want to be completely honest with you. The first, the original three mm-hmm. Spidey movies aren't bad. They're amazing. No. Two is the best comic movie. The two movie amazing movies three. were crap. Two is one yeah, of the, the best amazing movies were terrible. Look, I'm going to tell you, the amazing, the first amazing Spider-Man movie... Garfield's not horrible. No, he's not horrible. Well, he, none of the the lizard was awesome. None yeah. of the actors are horrible. I like horrible. the way he looked. I like the actor who plays Lizard. I forget his name, but I like him. The CGI wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, you but it wasn't great. The story was kind of mad. I, I, I would give a gold medal. Well, if the story's the mad, then the movie's mad. Yeah, exactly. It's, about. You can, it's not just always the casting story, director, bro. The casting yeah. director okay. should be no. hired again yeah. for any movie ever, because the cast is superb. For what? For, for the amazing Spider-Man movies. The people they pick to play the parts aren't damn perfect. It's just the story sucks. It's the Peter lizard. Peter Parker's a cool skater Who kid. cares about the lizard? I like, I like the lizard. Lizard's cool. So I don't what, think it was that great. It doesn't matter. He's underutilized. Like the Kirk Dude, Connors... I like Electro, but I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man Look, too. Electro's my favorite Spider-Man villain. The Kirk Connors... His costume looked like crap. Yeah, it did. The Kirk Connors well, from like the uh, Electro, but yeah, yeah but yeah. and I'm not a fan of that. But the movie itself was horrible. I would, I could have accepted it. A weird costume. But Peter wasn't Peter. In those amazing movies, and that was a big Spider Verse is good. I'm not getting it wrong. Spider Verse was amazing. It's, it's the newest thing right now, and it, it gets your Jimmy hard, and, and and all of a sudden now you're into that. Jack, I'm not arguing with you. The, the, I just, the movie was really, really good. Really good. I think it's better than the Spider. Peter was Peter in all three of the original movies. Yeah, was he? I think Tobey Maguire did. Even when Tobey Maguire was okay, he was better than Garfield. When Tobey's doing the dumb dance in three, I would even still Peter Parker. I would even say that uh, Homecoming was better too. I I, is better than any of the original three. I wouldn't say it's better than the original three, but I would. I would say it's better. It's better than the than. It's got a better villain three. It's got a better villain than the original. No, 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 I agree with you there. It's better than Spider Man three. It's it's I think slightly better than Spider Man one. It's not better than Spider-Man 2. No. See, I just... Spidey 2, Doc Ock's not Doc Ock. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. He never would have sacrificed himself oh, to not, save everything. Right, he's a good guy instead of a homicidal maniac. Yes. That's true. That's not Ock. It's enough Ock. There have been moments... There's moments even, in the Even before the more superior Jack, stuff. read the Fantastic Four issue with just reading uh, Doc absolutely. Ock. That's the Ock we got in that movie. Eh. It's a fantastic story, Jack. It's like 268 or something. Your ignorance at this point on this subject is no excuse... For, for the comments you make. So anyway, Affleck's done. Whoosh, I got it, real quick. Affleck's done, but singer-actor Nick Jonas has tweeted out, he's ready to be the next Batman. Oh, done. Yes, yeah, right. there you go. On Instagram, actually, no. I take that back, he insta-something. Uh, <laughs> he, whatever they call what do they call it on Instagram? It's tweeting. An Instagram. It's an Instagram post. They're gramming, baby. He posted. They're gramming. He oh posted. Oh, get out there. It's grandma time. Anyway, oh uh, the his, former his grandma. the former Disney Channel star <laughs> replied when they asked who should play when it, when uh, they posted up a thing who should play the next uh, Batman. Uh, first name Nick, last name Jonas. Bam, Nick Jonas. Look at this picture of him like boxing and stuff. He looks kind of cool. He looks kind of cool. He'll be. He'll, I don't know. He's. Just, I don't know how big he is. I don't think he'll be a good Batman. I don't want like a young Batman. Well, they're going for younger Batman. That's one of the big things. He's twenty six. I don't really honestly know too much about him. Camp Maybe Rock? Maybe the kid yeah, from Gotham. He's like 12. That's perfect. Direct TV's Kingdom? Scream Queens. I, I never watched that. That's that Fox show. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, Nick Jonas. 
Boom bop. Is it who's what do the Jonas Brothers do? Um, they they were singers. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I can't think of any songs they did. I, th- I thought it was Umba, but then I realized, as anyway, I was saying that, I realized it's different. Isn't that handsome? Yeah, handsome. Whoosh. Whoosh. And sticking to the Batman stuff, it has been rumored that Warner Brothers is working on a Batman Beyond movie yeah. in this animation style of Spider-Verse. I could live with that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I don't want it to be a, like a copy of it, though. Will Fredel is tweeting out that he's hoping he's going to be able to reprise the role. Of so, Terry? Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. It, it could be pretty cool. I, I mean, I know people have been clamoring for it a lot. Like, if if they went and they did uh, Batman Beyond for the new Warner Brothers stuff, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I, I, would, I would hope it's in it. They would, they would go... They wouldn't just copy the style of I mean, Spider-Verse. I think, I think the style, no. of, style of the animation of Spider-Verse made it unique. Yes. So I think that they should do a, a different style for Batman Beyond, not just copy. I think they should evolve the old animation style of Batman Beyond for the new style. Oh, yeah. Kind of a merging Ad- of CGI it. with that. Yeah. Right. That'd be neat. Well, the because as everybody style... knows, Batman Beyond was the second best Batman yeah. series ever. Well, the the Ooh, animation style. Mm, the best. Wait, what's that again? Second best TV Batman version. I'll even go there. I don't like 66. No, animated is the best. You just said, no wait, you said animated. Mm Mm-hmm. You're saying Batman TV Animated is the best. Now I'm saying TV What, animated beyond or? No, No, the animated series. Batman the animated series. That's for TV, that's unarguable. For TV, it's the best Batman series. I know Kurt hates when I put opinions as fact, but Batman the animated series is the best animated show, period. Oh, no, 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 that's a fact. Really? (laughs) You like it more than Superman? No, the best Batman series. Whatever. It's I better than it. Superman too. It Sorry, is. my phone made a little Avengers Earth, It is better than Avengers Superman. Earth Mightiest is probably the best cartoon. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, Even though it did have Super Scroll in it, it's still not the best. Right. And Power Man and Iron Fist. Batman the, the Anime Series is the best. Um, yeah, Dude, Batman did, Beyond is the best. Have yes, we done we have. top five anime shows? Yes. yes, we have, actually. We gotta go see what one. And, uh, and you're, you're so disappointed in me when you didn't pick the 90s Spider Man. I love that. I love it, but I love other stuff more. Yeah, I kind of like 90s Spider Man more than I like Avengers. I like Avengers. I like Spectacular Excuse Spider-Man. Excuse me, I like Earth Mightiest Heroes, but I like Avenger, uh, but yeah, Spider-Man better. Anyway, Spider-Man the rumor is that right now is the Batman Beyond movie will be re- released in 2022. Hmm. Whoa. That's a ways away. They gotta draw it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like your the, the sweet, innocent look on his face. They gotta draw it. <laughs> if anybody gets seen, Jack's like looking over at me like, like I first off, like I don't know. Mm. Like, they gotta draw it, man. They gotta draw it. Don't, don't you know how animation works? Yeah, dog. <laughs> I don't think they even draw nowadays. Oh, boy. It's Gene, what you got? All right, whoosh to me. Sure, because um, Kurt's already done his two stories. Yeah, I got, I got one more. I oh, do you? You brought three? I'm saving it for last. Well, ain't you showing off? I have a new one. Mortal Kombat 11 um, is going to have a new big bad named Kronika. Um, she is a time traveler. And no sure what we're going to be seeing are various stages and various characters from old games interacting right. with their newer versions. So this is kind of a thing where we take characters from one and bring them into the new one. Has Mortal Kombat jumped the shark yet? No, I don't think so. Mm, yeah. I think it. it has. Oh, we'll see. I, I like I like the idea that now like the different sub zeros can fight each other and it's you could just, always if, have different sub zeros fighting yeah, each other. Mortal Kombat actually called two player. Out. Well, yeah, yeah, and actually you can do that. You can do like three things, but this is cooler. It's gonna be neat. 
That'd be cool. Uh, part of the story, I think, is the legacy thing. That, right. You see that in the trailer, like, with Scorpion. The, old, the newer Scorpion and the old Scorpion. Yeah. So that's part of the storyline. It's a neat idea story-wise, I think. I haven't played a, for a, game that I like a Mortal a Kombat since Super Nintendo? Maybe really? 64? Really? Yeah. I love Mortal Kombat. I like Why? it. Why? It's fun. I like the storyline. Versus Street Fighter? I, I, yeah. yeah. Street Fighter was always... Street Fighter's more straight-up player versus player. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one. I thought the first one was fantastic. I enjoyed the first Second one. Second one sucked. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's like the best movie I've ever seen. Well, in my no, life, it's not gonna get an Oscar, right? But it was a fun movie. To how do you? Watch. How do you punch a skeleton in the balls? Huh? Huh? What are you talking about? Johnny Cage. Mm. He punches, punches scorpion, scorpion in right. the balls, but he's a skeleton. Okay. Like, how does that? Whatever. It and it was Nick bones. Cage, wasn't it? Nick Cage, no. Nick Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jonas. The Jonas Brothers. Who played Johnny Cage? I'm trying to remember. I can see his face, but I thought it was Nick Cage. No, no one, no one, no one big. No one Nicholas Cage playing Johnny awesome. Cage. I think you're just mixing names up. Just assuming because they have played, the same name. He also played Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jack, did you know that Nicholas Cage got his name from Luke Cage? I believe it. His actual name, yeah, his last seriously. name, is Coppola. Cool. So, and he's like, he loved that comic. So he took the name. I swear to God, I'm not. not the like, comic. Yeah, the comic. He loved the comic. Luke Cage, Power Man. Oh, I thought you were still talking about he took his last name from Nick Cage. No, Nick Cage took his last name That's from Luke Cage. That's what I said. Oh, my God. Whoosh. Whoosh me, please. You got anything I else? got one more. Okay, go ahead. IDW's relaunching Transformers again. Well, we already knew that. Yeah, I know, but it's coming out in March. It's going to be bi- bi-weekly. So that means you're getting two issues Oh, good. I love, I love when comics come out really often and, and my, my budget gets all screwed up. That's great. You don't have a budget. But it's saying the story will center on a time when Cybertron begins to a spiral into chaos and the mystery, mysterious end of a single life. I don't know who that could be. It's probably Cliffjumper. Probably. Because <laughs> they always kill Cliffjumper. Cliff probably Optimus. They can bring in the real leader. But it's saying the new series will attempt to bridge the gap between new and existing fans. Yay. They recently did a book, uh, Transformers Historia, which was mostly all just prose, but it was... Uh, I guess trying to like streamline the history, like explain everything, and like put it all in order. I don't know how this. I read work. part of it, and then I was like, my eyes glazed over. <laughs> but this is expecting uh, to follow a young Bumblebee, okay, and his friends. I don't know who that could be, but it's going to be. Yeah, hmm. I mean, the th- I don't know. It's it's could that stupid. be high rise? Seriously, it's tra- I hope not. It's Transformer High School. <laughs> It'll be do, like done in the style of like DC DC girls. It'll like Ninja High School. Yeah, <laughs> like Ben Dunn get him to draw. They're showing the cover art for it, and it looks all right. It does not look like it's designed for kids. Hmm. Yeah, based off of the art, we'll see. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna read it. I mean, it could be cool. Some of the IDW stuff has been all right. Yeah, listen Some to... Some of it's been pretty crap. If you listen to the show every, uh, whatever day y'all put it out for We've Got Issues. Hopefully back to Sundays. Yes, I, I'm hoping. Hopefully back to Sundays. But it doesn't matter, because people don't listen live. People, uh... Yeah, listen. Not all the time. But anyway, yeah, We've Got Issues. Hopefully, uh, we'll be reviewing that. Coming up March. Yeah. Uh, whoosh? Yep. Whoosh. I've got one more before you do your last piece of news. Okay. Marvel's releasing an oversized hardcover... Uh, Marvel Monster Size. It's a 200-page hardcover of the Marvel's miniseries, Doesn't which it? I'm a big fan of. I, am I think Alex Ross's art deserves a format like that. I thought yeah. I heard you um, complaining about it before. Marvel's? Marvel's? I don't yeah. think you ever no. Marvel's. Not no. me. Uh, I thought you said it sucked. 
No. No, Ruins. I actually, Ruins was the anti-Marvels. <laughs> ruins is the one. Uh, ruins was the one that we always complain Which about. Marvel does not reprint, by the way. Okay. Never. Well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> they wrote that off because it was horrible. But Marvels is, is a great series. Alex Ross's art is absolutely stunning. Uh, and the story is great. And it, it covers, like, from the beginning of the Marvel Universe... Um, up to like the Silver Age, and you guys, if you're not reading, if you haven't read that series, it's four issues. I think it's important. Kurt right. Busiek did a great job on the script. Um, it's one of the best comics I think Marvel's done in the last four years. Yeah, when I when I worked at a comic store, and I would recommend that to people, and stuff, a lot of people would always go, "Oh, it's just Marvel's Kingdom Come." It's really not. It's a no, it's, it's a whole different feel, a whole different take. Well, it, it is Alex is phenomenal. Right, if Kingdom Come. Well, I'm a little more partial to Kingdom Come yeah, than me, I am Marvels, too. but uh, I I love Marvels. And Marvels is a very good book and worth checking out. And yeah, it, it's it's a lot. I think a little brighter. Marvels are absolutely brighter. I mean, Kingdom Come. Kingdom so. Come's kind of depressing. There's right. a bright spot at the end, but it's not a bright, happy book for the most part. Right. And one of the things, and this is kind of off topic a little bit. What's fantastic? The novelization of Kingdom Come. Is yeah, really, we've talked really about good. that a million times. Yeah. So. I'm not sure if we have on the show. We have. So that's my whoosh. Whoosh to you, Kurt. <laughs> Okay, well, right before we get into something else here, real quick. Nerd Nation Radio presents The Rope Break. Curtis Southern brings you the biggest wrestling news, rumors, and more. post-Royal Rumble news before we get into our Royal Rumble uh, winners and losers discussion here. Uh, Gene picked Dean Ambrose to win the Royal Rumble. Guess what, Gene? He's quitting as of the next night, Monday night. Um, Oh. Did he win? No, he didn't win. Um, (laughs) He did a weird segment on Monday night where he stuck around in the ring through the commercial break, and then when he came back, he was still in the ring. Look, he was about to say something, pour his heart out, as he said. Uh, the crowd was booing him, of course. And then Nia Jax came out and interrupted him and mm. basically almost uh, basically forced him out of the ring. Was he going to pull a Jerry Maguire? He was going to like, like he was going to pull a scene. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, which, which is funny because it's very reminiscent of Kevin Owens last year when Kevin Owens sat in the ring and said, I quit, and then left. And then they did this whole angle where it was like, hey, Kevin Owens really quit, but then he was back like a week later. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe they're trying that again because here's what happened. He... There was rumors that he was quitting. Then WWE put out a statement saying that he was he was not renewing his contract as of April, hmm. which WWE hardly never really does. They never put out a statement saying like ahead of time, "Hey, this guy's going to be gone in a few months." So, hey, anybody, any competitors out there, you want them, grab them. You know, none of that. So I don't know. I feel like it's a work. Uh, Hideo Itami is leaving the company though. Uh, Kento probably will be going back. To, I'm assuming a lot of people are going, of course, all Lee wrestling. I don't think so. I think he'll be heading over to uh, Japan again, probably Noah once more. I think that's where he's comfortable. But then again, I don't know the guy, so yeah, who knows? Anyway, Hideo Kenta. I love Kenta. Never fit WWE too much um, as far as his in-ring ability. I was hoping to see him and Daniel Bryan go at it, but the more I think about it, like in WWE, I don't know if that would have been that good. I think it would have been like a, a, a shadow of itself, probably. So anyway, there's some uh, WWE news. Dean Ambrose is possibly leaving. Jeans cursed him. 
like uh, his name. But that could be part of the storyline. I feel I'm gonna. I, I just wanted to put this. I wanted to put this out. I feel it's part of a storyline. I don't think it is. We'll see. We'll, we'll wait see. and see. We'll wait and see. Anyway, let's jump into this real quick. I don't know if I really need the paper because I know what what happened. So we did a Royal Rumble uh, picks last week. And then Jack came over and watched Royal Rumble with me this weekend. It was fun. It was fun. We got really into it. I actually, uh, it was kind of, it was enjoyable watching wrestling with uh, another human around who wasn't my kids. Because Jack and I did very much get into uh, the women's Royal Rumble. And we were actually not really yelling at each other, but we were threatening each other. Well, we were talking trash. Um, Yeah. It came down to, here's how the scores worked out. Gene, the non-wrestling fan for once, actually shows. He got one correct. <laughs> That's it? One out of eight. Holy crap. I thought he got two. Gene got Brock Lesnar winning right. And then Holy he got the, pre, the pre-show the pre one, too, didn't he? Oh, that's right. I stopped counting. <laughs> Gene got two correct. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that's a little better. Not too much. He got Brock Lesnar. My Lesnar's. worst has been three up to this point. And then he got Nakamura right. Funny enough, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who won the United States title back on Sunday night, lost, lost it on night. Tuesday night. To, really? To our truth. Holy crap. Um, who apparently was injured by Nia Jax coming out into the men's rumble. Legit injured, from what yep. people said. Yeah, Punched him in the face. And he supposedly was very angry and hot about that backstage. That, that's rumor, though. I don't know if that's all true. Um, Jack came in with uh, four. Yep. Got four correct. And Kirk got five. Hmm. So all is right with the world for once. For wow. the time Is that the being... first time you've won, Curtis? It is the, the first second... time he has won straight Oh, up. it's the first time I've won solo. Last time I won, we tied. Jack right. and I tied. Um, yeah, none of us got the men's Rumble winners correct because we all bucked the system. We all decided, hey, we're not going to take what everyone says is going to who Who everyone says is going to win. Whoops. Which was Seth Rollins. Um, uh. But the women's Royal Rumble... I, I know that the theory's been out there for a while, but it's been my theory, too, that Becky Lynch would have entered herself, which she did. She lost her previous match against Asuka earlier, and then she showed up and basically put herself into the Royal Rumble. Well, Fit Finley put her in, which yeah. which Jack then tweeted, and I made sure Fit Finley saw Jack's nasty tweet. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I made sure to tag Fit Finley. And I responded to it. Yeah. Did so, he do anything? No. No, Fit Finley doesn't care. That would no. awesome. Yeah. He's Finley, too busy. Fit Finley's got more going on. Uh, but anyway, so there you go. Kurt wins uh, again. All is right in the world. Elimination Chamber is coming up in just like two weeks. Oh, is that what we're that. doing? Uh, I think we just do all of them. This I think year. we should do all the pay per views. I'm all for it. We just do, do the picks. I'll do whichever yeah. ones you want. You see how this this segment takes maybe like five to ten minutes. Well, I need to go. get my record. Back. I need to get my win streak back. You need to start watching wrestling with me. But no, then it kills the magic. That is true. What magic? You just got stomped. But so I that, was doing really well. But the magic is that he doesn't know anything really about wrestling. I mean, well, we know I, that if we, if we pick and then I come watch it, that's not so terrible. Yeah, it's not, oh, dude, I would love you to come watch it. I would like to. Maybe, it's an maybe, open maybe, invitation. Maybe. I mean, at this point, you're only good at picking people to lose. I think we should do, and, and I'm throwing this out on the air. I know this maybe, you know, we should do it off air. But uh, we have been talking about doing sort of a commentary track thing. I would love to do a For like, wrestling? let's watch wrestling, and we'll we'll announce the match. We'll we'll treat it as if we're announcers. Did you end up live tweeting? Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, dude, I live-tweeted the entire Rumble. Yeah. I was cool. putting our okay. picks. Every, t- every time a match was getting ready to start, I was putting our picks of who we thought we were going to win. Oh, sweet. And then yeah. after the match was over, I kept doing a running tally of our scores. Very cool. So, yeah, I was live-tweeting the whole show. As we sat here doing this thing right now we're doing, I took pictures and put them up on Facebook already. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Right here, Don't right forget now. Instagram. I will. Do Nerd Nation Instagram. Radio Instagram. Yeah, check us out there. Nerd Nation Radio Twitter. Uh, I like to live. I like to tweet a lot. Kurt's a tweeter. 
I'm a tweeter. Uh, a tweeter and the monkey man. And and Jean's a grandma. I'm the, I'm the grandma. It's tweeter and the monkey man were hard up for cash. Yeah. And Jack's the grind grinder. The grinder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swipe up or down or grinder. <laughs> up then down. How do you up know that? Uh, I wanted you to correct me. I don't know which way it is. I guess left and right. But I was hoping you would say no. That's not right. And then it would reveal that you actually were on there. I'm pretty sure Kurt's right. It's left right because that's what well, see, Tinder is. is. I don't know about Tinder. And I'm either. pretty sure Tinder's just a clone of Grinder. Tinder, yeah. I'm on but anyway, Tinder. anyway, I'm on Tinder. And Grinder, apparently. Yeah. Three inches of pleasure. <laughs> is that that's what my, your username is? Yeah, that's my username. The best 15 seconds you're ever going to know. Yeah. All right. Commercial, commercial break lover. 15 minutes of bliss, <laughs> if you count foreplay. This episode of Jack's Box Average Report brought to you by Jingle. Jingle, stretch your mind. Curtis is looking for the list. I'm That's fine. List. <laughs> That's fine. Kurt can look for the list, because this week for movies... Sucked. Did it? Yes. Well, it's that time, dude. It really is the desert... Or, sorry. Ooh. Desert um, desert island of, of movies. The worst of the worst comes out, except for maybe the occasional Oscar uh, thing. Yeah, well, none of those are out right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe Upside, but oh, that's actually, about it. actually, you know what? I should have mentioned this in the news, but it connects to movies, too. The first week in, in February, Black Panthers are becoming the select theaters for free. Uh, for, like, a, a week straight. Okay. So you can go see it I've for seen free. It already. Well, the reason is they want they really want people to look at it and say, yeah, that, that, that should win this Oscar. That's a great, it's a great plan. I don't, I gotta look and see who, who else is up against it for Best Picture because I don't, I, as much as I like Black Panther, I don't feel it. I, I feel like it's got a lot of hype, but I don't um, feel like it's a Best Picture. There's some interesting picks. No, I don't think there's anything fantastic. There are some good movies. I'll look. Anyway. Give me one second. I'm actually looking it up right now for you guys. Oh, well, I thought we were doing box office. We are, but you mentioned it, and I can look it up real quick. So the ten picks for best picture for ten. 20, yeah, Jesus. they upped them to ten now, man. Yeah. This be because of superhero movies, actually. I don't care. Batman got left off, and people felt offended for it. No, I didn't. It, there I didn't. Was, there, I forget what won that year, but Which, I was. I remember oh, being okay with that. A Dark Knight. But Dark. anyway, this year you get Bohemian Rhapsody. Haven't seen it yet. The favorite. Haven't Black Panther. It. Saw it. Black Klansman. Saw it. Green Book. Saw it. Vice. Haven't seen it yet. The Lady Gaga and Rocky Raccoon Go, movie. I'm going to see that. A Star is Born. And Roma. Um, I, I personally think Vice has no... no. It shouldn't be on this list at all. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's dopey. I watched I've it, seen two I, of them. I watched a few minutes at the drive-in that opened up near my house. Right. And I didn't care. I turned it off. It was boring. Wow. Despite me loving the actors that are in it, right? I'll, I'll check. All it I've out. seen was Bohemian Rhapsody and Panther, and of the two, Panther wins. No. Well, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. A lot of people are. are really... I like Green Book a lot. I, I wanted to see it. it I liked. Um, what was the other one that you mentioned? Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw? Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Black I like that a lot. That, that was a lot of fun. That was good. I liked that a lot. Right, um, anyway, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to see one or two of those other movies. I'll have to see Bohemian Rhapsody and then Vice and then... Uh, Rhapsody's okay. What's the other one? There was another one what, you no, Oh, Star is Born. I, I'm going to watch that too. Are we going to do Oscar picks? Yeah, of course we are. We Wait. should do that soon. When, when, is, when that? is the thing? When are the I Oscars? You just clicked away from I it. I closed it. Oh. I'll look it up while you're doing it. Go do okay, that works. So, for the week of whatever week, January 25th to the 27th, the weekend of 
The number one movie in America was Glass. Ooh. And that brought in 18.8 million dineros. Yeah, how about that doing pretty well? You think so? I think that's kind of weak. I mean, he's done, he's done 73 mil now off of a $20 million budget. So that's successful. It is. Coming in at number two, we have The Upside uh, at 11.9 mil. Go ahead. Uh, February 24th, 2019. Oh, sweet. Perfect. Okay. Uh, the Upside has now pulled in $62.8 million off of a $37.5 million movie. Oh, good for them. Budget. Okay. That's nice. Uh, coming in at number three is Aquaman, which pulled in another 7.2 oh, mil. Holy cow, that movie won't stop. Kurt can't stop winning this week. <laughs> Suck my D. Whoa. I keep on winning. Yeah. We'll go because, over those in a minute. No, no, no. We'll go over it right now. Because the one big bet was, will Aquaman beat the kid who would be king? Uh, Kurt was the one who said yes. Everyone else said no. Yeah, where is that movie Becky on this Lynch, list? the man. Thank you. <laughs> what? She gets credit for just everything Coming that in happens. at number four with 7.1 mil versus Aquaman 7.2. Is the kid who that would be close? king? Oh Pow! man, are you kidding me? Kurt, like, point one million dollars. Kurt yeah. wins again. Son of a B. Coming in at number five and holding steady at number five <laughs> is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with six point one mil. Yay! Bringing its total up to one hundred sixty-nine million. On what budget? Ninety. Nice. Green Book was number six. I don't know why it jumped up. It's probably got like they probably pushed it back out there a little bit because of the Oscar. It buzz, jumped maybe. up like from four, number fourteen to number six. Yeah, dude, yeah, people, the Oscar people will buzz. go see a movie if it's nominated for an Oscar. I'm gonna see it. It, it brought in five point four mil. Its total went up one hundred fifty three point six percent. It fully opened another fifteen hundred theaters. Oh, right, that's know. why. Yeah, like I said, yeah. they pushed so it, back it brought out its there. total up to forty nine mil. Wait to see what wins. Whatever wins is gonna be re released in theaters. That almost always happens. I could sit through that movie again. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I like Viggo Mortensen. I like Mar- Marshala Ali. And then coming in at number seven, we have a Dog Way Home with five point one mil. No, nah, I'm not gonna. That watch dog that. is still lost. Yeah, number eight is dog. Serenity with four point four. Yeah. Wow, they pushed that back out. Keep flying. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, watch. We'll take the sky from me. Coming <laughs> in at number nine, we have Escape Room, which brought in four point one. Still haven't seen that yet. Uh, on the number ten, we have Mary Poppins Returns with three point three. Still haven't seen that either. Okay. And then Dragon Ball was number 11. <laughs> so, 3 mil. Which well, which did well last week, though. Brought in 28 mil. There yeah, you go. The little engine that could. Nice. Uh, anyway, so our far. bets last week was that Aquaman would beat Kid Who Would Be King. I won that. Jack and Gene lost that one. That's disappointing. Uh, Kid Who Would Be King, the bar was set at 9.5 million. Oh, boy. Gene took over. Jack and what I won that one. What happened to me this week? Damn, so Jim got two losses. Everything, yeah. man. Everything. Everything just fell apart, man. I don't have to wear that sundress. Wow, man. this is... No, sundress is for wrestling. Oh. Okay. So this is actually interesting right now, because as it stands, for the box office scores, Gene is 2-2. Two and two. Hmm. Okay. okay, that's cool. So he's even. What's everyone else? Kurt is 3-1, and because he got two wins this weekend. Nice. And I am three and one because I went one and one. Oh, so really, I'm not that far off from you guys. Oh, you're totally being destroyed right now, dude. Not really. I'm one thing off. He's one point away. It doesn't heady. matter, baby. You're being destroyed. Big movies coming out this week. Miss Bala. It's going to open up at 2,200. Man, theaters. I want that to be good, and I want to go see it. It's not going to be good. You know what's great? Uh, next week. Is I don't know. Valentine's Peppermint Day, right? was good. Next week is Valentine's. That's great. That guarantees I'm going to see a movie next. Oh wait, no, no, no. Two oh, weeks. No, after. two weeks. Because that guarantees I'll go see a movie. Right, and you'll probably go see, uh, well, you should see Happy Death Day 1, then you can go see Happy Death Day 2. Actually, probably my girlfriend. That's a big what fan you of that should movie. do. Happy Death Day 1. I would one. like to, because it's written by Scott Lobdell. Is that correct? Scott Lobdell? Yeah, Scott yeah. Lobdell. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. 
Anyway, a guest of our so show. So that's has that's really that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he was on the show back. But that's cool, right? Wait, weren't you? Oh no, you're talking to Naziza. Liddell was also on the show. No, no, who are you trying to get? I thought you were trying to get somebody. Who said yes? Oh, sweet. First, I got to find out how that's pronounced before we have him on the show. Naziza. Okay. Naziza. All right. So I'm not gonna make fun of you. We should record Jack trying to pronounce his name and then play it back. Actually, I have conditional yeses from him and Kyle Stevens of Kirby Crackle. Sweet. So hopefully they both be on soon. All right. So the over under for Miss Bala this weekend is ten mil. Ooh, ten. No. Uh, under. I'm going over. Jack I, is positive guy. I hope it does well. Jack's trying to stand out right here. Yeah. Here's, there... here's the question, and I think we play this game one more time. Does Miss Bala beat Aquaman? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's no, that one's dumb. No, I'm fine. Let's do it because Kurt wants to try that's to go. That's the on big. History. No, that's Are the Are you going to take Aquaman over Miss Bala? Yeah. No, I'm not. Really? I think you Aquaman... just said yes, too. You said yes, it would. No, I'm saying yes that Miss Bala's going to get more than 10 mil. I think that Aquaman will slip to about five or six for next week. And Miss Bala will beat it, but not by a lot. Not like this cheap victory of $0.1 million this week. Of Aquaman. You're really taking Aquaman over Ms. Hey, Bala? man. Bet on the Momoa. Okay. I'm taking Ms. Bala over Aquaman. Cal Drogo up your, up so, your butt. So, I'm going to go 2-0 and, and you're going to go 0-2. Ms. Relates, Bala is going to Bala-bomb. Oh, boy. Kurt likes, he relates to Aquaman on a, on a very good level. They both had their hands chopped both off. both in the ocean. They both had their arms eaten off by piranhas. <laughs> Yeah, that too. that too. If if you want to make a wager that I think is a little bit more... We're lazy beard growers, too. I think then, Aquaman just doesn't like to shave because he's underwater all the time. If you wanted to make a bet where I think it would be more challenging for us to pick, they're predicting Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to get 4.6, and Aquaman's going to get 4.5. Ooh, that's a good one. Because the Miss Bolivar's Aquaman thing is not a fight. All right, based on... Uh, it, look, you took no. You're confident in that? Yeah. So stop whining. Okay, so we're stop doing three worrying. picks this week? All right, based Why on, not? Why okay. not? It's fun. Ba- based on the previous um, of each movies, I've got to say Aquaman will beat Spider-Verse because that's how it's been since opening of those films. So, yeah, definitely. Kurt? Uh, yeah, go to Aquaman. You think an Aquaman? I love spider Look, it, this isn't like a, which movie did I like better because I like Spider-Verse better. Yeah, me too. I just think Aquaman will continue to go strong. There's no reason that Aquaman would jump ahead of Spider-Verse. Or, I mean... Spider-Verse will suddenly jump ahead. See, here's the thing. Spider-Verse has been steady number five for the past nine weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree. It's doing um, well. I mean, I love the movie. <laughs> and Spider-Verse, I wish, would make like a million, ten the, million dollars. But see, I keep seeing... I think it already made ten I, million dollars. No, I mean like next week. Oh, okay. I think Aquaman's kind of running out of uh, fins. It, it will. You know what? People are like... I'm going to take Spidey. You know okay. what? They've already hit the billion dollar mark. <laughs> They've already hit the billion dollar mark with Aquaman. I mean, it's it a, can't be in theaters. It's a for too crazy much success, right? It is. Isn't it already out in DVD? No, no, not yet. Oh, it'll be out until. It's but on there DVD. you go. So the picks right now are Miss Bala taking over ten. I said yes. Gene and Kurt said no. Then for some reason, Kurt wanted to say Aquaman was going to beat Miss Bala. I say no. Gene and Kurt say um, yes. Is there anything else opening next week? I uh, know Kurt said yes. Gene just and Ms. Jack Bala? said no. Oh, Gene said no. Yeah, it's just Miss Bala. And then I'm taking Spider-Man to have more than Aquaman. Okay. That's it. Bam, box office, done. And Kurt will be here next week uh, to celebrate alongside the man, Becky Lynch, as always. Uh, uh, Wait, which one of us is the man, Becky Lynch? You. (laughs) I'll take that. Becky Lynch is. 
But coming out like on um, yeah, February like 8th. I thought I was doing the dark side thing there. February 8th, we get three new movies that are, or four that are actually getting wide releases. Yeah, well, here's where Aquaman loses. Uh, Lego, oh, oh, Lego oh, Movie oh, 2. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Lego Movie 2's coming That's out? That's the big movie for next, for the, uh, the, the week eighth, after. The yeah. week after this week. I'm not week. so sure about Happy Death Day now. <laughs> Happy Death Day comes out the Happy Death Day is Lego. February 14th. Right, but I'm sure it won't be Lego sure Movie. See now. Oh, right, I gotcha. <laughs> no, I can't go to see Lego Movie without my kids. Right. So, yeah, all right, what else? Lego Movie? Cold Pursuit. Oh, that's the... the, the Liam Neeson kills everybody. The s- Again. Serial killer movie. As a snowplow driver. Right. Mr. The Plow. Prodigy. Mr. Plow, that's my name. Killing guys, that's the game. <laughs> Mr. Dolan's Cadillac. That I'm name Ted. again is Mr. Plow. Isn't Prodigy the movie about the kid? Prodigy's Prodigy. a movie about the kid who paints his face. Which is Damien. Half half skeleton and half uh, normal, yeah, like Darby Allen. And then the bum, third... Bum, bum. Then the Nobody fourth, gets that reference, but there no. you go. Then the fourth big movie is What Men Want. Oh, that's easy. You know why? Because Valentine's Day. Bacon. No, that's a date movie <laughs> coming out Valentine's Day. Oh, steak. Men Want Comics and Podcasts. It's a yeah, Tracy Morgan and a Trajazi Henson movie. Taraji P. Henson. Dude, that's going to be a tough prediction. Taraji. It's going to be a tough tough prediction because that's valentine's day right that would be that's a, a date movie that's a date movie yeah so which does better that or happy death day well happy what death day comes want, out a week after what men want but isn't, on the isn't that like a remake uh, it might be i thought there was a couple of want men what men want movies probably could be could not it's be. not like mel gibson was in like what men want i know what you're talking about i'm not sure it's exactly called that but it's close Meanwhile, what wasn't wait, that where wait, he wait, could read minds? Wait, that was what women want. What women want? Yeah, right. it, I thought it was Bradley Cooper or someone. No, now, I love that the reverse Gibson. of that. What what Mel Gibson wants because it would just be filled with just anti-Semitic statements. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be him making a movie about Jesus yeah. getting getting killed. Okay, time. moving on. What do we got next? Is I that it? I don't know. Is the interview next? I think the interview no, is next. I thought we were going to talk about um, oh the trip, the trip That's a right. little bit. Oh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, Curtis found a really honk, cool. Honk. That, really cool restaurant Sorry. that uh, th- this little town changed the whoosh to a shot. One of the big things in this town is a um, a place called the Vault. Is that the Vault Cafe. Called? Which town is this? It's in Marion, Illinois, which we will be heading to. There's a courtyard, like a city center, and it has all sorts of cool stuff. So give me the list. Uh, it's it's very neat. It's a small uh, town square essentially, and it is in a square. So Jack can't complain about that because I know how stickler Jack is about. <laughs> I'm not going. It's a circle. Yeah, being being <laughs> absolutely like 100 percent correct. With Wait, it's, not, it's not a rectangle, is it? No, it's a square. You measured it out. Uh, there is there is a cafe that or, or a, a basically a breakfast cafe type place that is called the Vault Cafe. That is where the old bank was, and they still have the vault and stuff there. It looks really neat. We're gonna hit that place up. Uh, there's a Salvation Army there. Not that, that not that that's a big deal, but it is a big deal. No, we're gonna hit not. that up. There's a NASCAR store right there as well. Oh, I well. believe called the Pit Stop. I think. Nice. And then on top of that, I don't think all four sides are equal. There you ah, go. Rectangle. On top of that, there is Fox <laughs> Comics, which is also right there in that square, and we will be hitting that. So anybody who shops at Fox Comics who listens to this show, and I doubt there's anybody. Ooh, I gotta like them on Facebook. Hold on. Uh, Fox Comics also does a neat thing uh, every week on YouTube. <gasps> Uh, they do a YouTube video just showing off all the new books that are released that week. Oh, really? Yeah, they take about 30 minutes, and they just show every cover. And There's also a place out. called Pookie's Beer Burgers. And... Yeah, well, we're not going to sit there all day and eat. We're just going to gonna hit it early in the morning. But yeah, so Marion, Illinois, that's one of our other big stops. Uh, we'll be there for a little bit during that day. Then we're heading over towards Carbondale, Illinois. Um, I-, I would like to check out the Jeremy Boo Rockman Memorial uh, Park. And uh, Who's that? 
That's a, a young man who died at a young age. His father. Oh, is that uh, the D and D park? It's a D and D style oh, okay. park. Heck yeah. Um, Gotta do that. Yeah, we're gonna hit that over towards Carbondale. We're actually there's a couple comic shops over in Carbondale, and I want to check them out. Castle Perilous Comics and uh, Campus Comics, but I believe they'll be closed, and unfortunately, because I really want to see. Uh, I now like Campus Comic or Fox Comics and Games on Facebook. Yay! Sweet. So those are just a few places, and then we'll head over to the the, the sort of rounding out that day. We'll head over to Chester, Illinois, which literally is literally across the street from the vault. Yeah. Oh, literally. I to- dude, I told you. We'll park. Well, the roundabout. Yeah, we're going to park, and we're just going to go. Everything's right there. Is Gene going to be all right? We need to bring a chair. He's going to be walking. Bring your mom. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> she can carry me. <laughs> we're going to go to Chester, Illinois. Chester, Illinois, <laughs> the home of Popeye, which has a trail of Popeye statues. We'll be checking those out. Uh, so we'll be there coming up. That'll be after our stop in Metropolis, probably the day after. Well, you know, Fox Comics uh, features a D&D for all ages event often at their store. Where they do like a one-shot thing. Yeah, that's cool. It's a constant thing they do, it looks like. Fox Comics, and then uh, you, you want to check somebody else out, Castle Perilous Comics. That's uh, in Carbondale. We'll, we'll be swinging in there. Castle Perilous? Castle Perilous. Great name. Uh, games, I, think, I believe it's Castle Perilous Games and Comics. Games first. Uh, and then after... Chester, Illinois. We'll head. We'll head across the Mississippi, and we're heading to Perryville, Missouri, where Villainous Grounds, a comic shop and coffee shop, is. I'm actually looking forward to going there. And that's one of our. That's yeah. basically our main stop there. We're going to try to get there in the afternoon. Hit that place. Check it out. Uh, Mary Jane's Burgers and Brews looks like an awesome place to eat. We're going to hit that. It's also named after Spider-Man's greatest girlfriend. I don't know if it is. No, but it's it, it, you know, greatest. there's a connection. Third greatest, probably. Meh. That I just see. I disagree with you both in two different ways. Where would you put her? Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. I put her at the top. Really? Yeah. That's what I said. I but no, I was disagreeing that it's named after. Oh, her. I highly doubt it's named after her. Uh, but then after that, there's also Stony Sausage. You know why she's the best one, Gene? Why she's been alive the longest. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Stony Sausage, which is also in Perryville, Missouri. I know that may not be a big deal, but I am hoping to buy a pair of antlers. Nice. Really. Yeah, because they have like they sell antlers. Castle Perilous. People bring in their whatever the game that I think they hunt. Their Facebook fa- page features a giant Pikachu in front of the store. Well, there you go. Sold. Looks like a guy in a costume. It probably is. In Carbondale, there's also a store called Campus Comics, which Gene and I watched a YouTube video about this guy because oh, yeah. it, it looks like a really like his, it's almost like his hangout spot mm-hmm. and it looks really neat. But like, I have a giant rock out front of the store. Unfortunately, I think Campus Comics is going to be closed uh, the day we go through. Uh, Perilous looks like they have a lot of books. And comic books. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's called like, Games and Books. But actual oh, bookstore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was Games and Comics. But okay. Uh, well, they have cool. comics, too. Well, I know they do, yeah. But, but they're named Games and Books, which is a, a weird... That's like Jack. Remember, um, what's that, that restaurant you hate on Dixie? Oh, oh the Grill and Bar. Grill and Bar. It drives them crazy because it's, it's not Bar and Grill. Right. It's always Bar and Grill. It's, it's just like that. They're Games and Books. They should be books. But anyway, games. it's cool because they've got this giant rock out front of the store, and it's got like a King Arthurian yeah. sword that you got to try to I think to pull you could just say Ar- Arthurian or King Arthur. No, it's King Arthurian. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, um, if I just say Arthurian, who am I talking about? How many other... I could be talking about Ooh, Aquaman Jack. swords. Castle Perilous runs werewolf. That's cool. Sweet. We're not staying there long, but sweet. Hell no. Anyway, hell no. Hell no. Oh, wow. He's like, he's like, screw that. Well, no, Gene we would look. much rather go to a, um, a thrift store. Dude, that's up there on the list. Or yes. the coffee shop. Yeah, hell yeah. Comic I mean, store. I can agree with the Castle coffee Perilous. shop. This whole town, uh, I could possibly move here. I wish you would. Carbondale? It's got everything. The, the, the one with the square. The other one. Oh, Marion. Yeah, Marion I could move to. 
Marion also has a, a uh, I, I believe, like a, a, a moron, a supermax prison. It's a rectangle, Jack. Really? Shut up. I believe John Gotti <laughs> was held at, at the Marion uh, prison facility. That's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. But they have a supermax, and so does, I believe, Chester, Illinois, too, where we'll be heading later that day. Also has, like, a supermax, like a big prison. Um, but anyway, yeah, Perryville, that's basically an entire day of our trip. So anybody in Marion, Carbondale. Don't come see us. Um, what is it? Murfreesboro, I think we'll be driving through. And then Chester, Illinois. And then Perryville, Missouri. I'm hey, just man. as pleasurable in person as I am on the show. Whoa, yeah. Ple- pleasurable? Pleasurable. He's easy, easily pleasured. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably be staying over in Perryville somewhere. If you want to pleasure Jack, join us. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll be heading up to St. Louis the next day and, and points beyond St. When are we Louis. going to Chicago? Not. We're not. Uh, next trip. Too much money. Even yeah. to drive through town. Like 30 bucks in tolls. Tolls, yeah. Like, tolls are ridiculous. If you get too close, the tolls. I'm not going. Yeah, it's too crazy. Plus, we want to go see the Great Lakes. No, no, stuff. I mean, I'm not going. We're mm-hmm. hooking around. You have no choice at this point. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. Jack, watch. here's the first time we talked about the trip with you. Jack, what are you most looking for? Chicago. For this trip? No, we're not doing Chicago. Then nothing. Seriously, what are you looking for? Jack, don't be a a whoa, 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 what? A wow, wow. <laughs> Don't be a wow, wow. We're going to hit some uh, some some vintage toy stores. I, ironically enough, what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing Lake Michigan. I am too. That's cool. I want to see that. And in all the conversion routes of the Mississippi. Yeah, you've, already, you've been talking about that a lot. Hell right? yeah, the man! Different, different oceans and lakes. Ocean. The, uh, not ocean. <laughs> sorry. Lakes. <laughs> Rivers. Okay. What the? Shut Rivers. Up. Oceans. Don't be a whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're going to see oceans and lakes. Meanwhile. <laughs> There might be lakes. I hope. Well, no, we're seeing. Well, the the Great Lake we are seeing. But I'm just saying, it's it's it's. I hope a polar vortex comes in and kills you all (laughs) around there. Hopefully, no polar vortex. It's up there. Did you hear that? What's the what's the thing with the rocks exploding underground? A polar quake. Did you hear about that? I heard water flowing underground. Dude, it got it gets so cold. This opened up the article. This woman was sleeping in her house, and she starts hearing explosions like someone firing her gun. She's looking around her house. She can't figure out what it is. She calls the police. They figure out that it's something called a polar quake, where the rocks underground, if it's a big enough rock and it gets cold enough, it's close enough to the surface, it will explode. Oh, man. How crazy is that? That's how freaking cold it was. All I know is about water flowing underground, and, you know, it's burning down the house. (laughs) Burning down the house? Because I'm just an ordinary, average guy. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's part of our trip. Jack's looking forward to the toys, the vintage uh, thrift store stuff we're going to find. The food. Are we going to Cairo? Uh, yeah, yes. We were. Oh, yes. yeah, there's ghost town. Because that's where the Mississippi and the Ohio we did. That's good because that means there's something to do there. We no, don't really not. Right. We, we are going to try to make a trip over to the confluence there, Fort, um, Fort Defiance. Fort Defiance Park, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that part, little park will kind of cool. And Cairo, out. Illinois being one of, like, considered a ghost town, essentially. I'm it's very tiny. interested in, in walking through that town. Yeah, so we'll try to get over there one day and t- take a yeah. look around. I hope so. I, I'm kind of fascinated by it. So, Indi- uh, Illinois. Uh, I'm kind of interested about Indiana. St. Louis. I want to do the Arch, but that's stupid. Indiana well, that's in Missouri, but yeah. Um, Indiana's fun. I mean... I want to do the Arch, but it takes, like, three or four hours. It's like there's a whole tour involved if you get a ticket. Yeah. You, you can't just go up. You know, and come back down. We, that's, we see, that's probably stupid. Cl- yeah, I want to just go up and we look around. Get and come close down. enough to take a picture from the distance, maybe. Oh, we will. We'll be close yeah. enough to check it out. Um, at least we can say we saw it. You know, and, and hopefully we're going to hit some comic shops in St. Louis. Uh, there's Apotheosis Comics, yes. which sounds. There's Saga Toys, which is outside of St. Louis. I think we're going to hit. That's that kind of like Star Wars themed looking like sign. Yeah, it's like a whole toy store. That looks cool. Uh, Saturday mornings, we were saw a video Saga Toys. 
outside of St. Louis does a Saturday morning cartoon thing where they play cartoons oh, right, yeah. and I think they serve cereal. Yeah, I remember in the early that. on Saturdays. It's cool. That's man. cool, right? It's a really I neat mean, thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, we won't be there. On a I will call them and say, "Can you play Gummy Bears?" <laughs> <laughs> That's Jack's favorite cartoon. I know. It's because they're bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so basically, Illinois. Uh, my few, favorite Disney cartoon. A few little <laughs> spots in Missouri, and then uh, over into Indiana. We'll be coming straight down to Indiana, yeah. and then uh, parts of Kentucky and Tennessee, maybe even on the way back. And Chicago. If no you guys have Chicago. any recommendations for cool and fun places Gene. on any of our routes, please let us know. Gene, if we find a Chicago hot dog place outside of Chicago, will you try a Chicago dog? He'll eat a hot dog, buddy. Will you what, try? What is a Chicago dog exactly? It's got. Uh, I believe it has pickle on it, uh, onions. See, I don't dig. Gene doesn't like so all that I would stuff. do the pickles. I, I try with pickles. That's no big deal. That's not the point, man. Pepper, maybe even some peppers. Yeah, there's certain things I like on my hot dogs. I don't care. It's just because the state says this is our hot dog that I have to eat it that way. All right, so the... so for a Chicago style hot dog, mm-hmm. it has to have yellow mustard, mm-hmm. chopped yeah. white onions, bright green sweet pickle relish, a dill pickle spear, a tomato slice or wedges. Pickled sport peppers? I don't know what those what is, are. Is it a hot dog or a damn sandwich? It's Come a on. sandwich up like, there, man. I think they're like smaller peppers. Pickled peppers. And and, so um, and celery salt. Let me tell you what. I oh, am from I am from no New ketchup. York. And I don't no ketchup. Like, I don't so like, that's how you can tell it's not a hot dog from the South. Don't even like um, New York style hot dogs. Oh, man. Which is sauerkraut and mustard. I'm telling you now, man. I'm it, not a big it, sauerkraut guy. I'm no. not either, but you know what? If that came on the Chicago dog, I'd be willing to try it. You know, there I'd are certain people. I'd want to try it if I'm, like, if I'm in New York. I'd want an authentic right. New York dog. I'd try it. I am 100% I am the 100% down for trying local delicacies that you normally would not eat. Yeah. Lamb fries. I am 100% Kentucky, down for lamb fries, that, and so is Gene. Yeah, I'm down for that. There are uh, several people who... They just look like chicken tenders. They're testicles. Uh, <laughs> there are people around the country, and their style of hot dogs. If you, if you put ketchup in your hot dogs, you're you're like a Satanist. Well, not only will we possibly try a Chicago dog, but we will be going through Springfield, Illinois, which is the home of the the cozy dog, the original cozy dog, which is uh, you know a uh, what do you call it? Um, corn dog, basically. Yeah. But yeah, cozy. Now, dog. I'm not a big corn dog fan, but I'll have what? one there. Yeah, I have one there because it's supposedly the home of it. But I don't like cornbread, but I'll eat it. Well, you know what? I'm not a cornbread you just, man. You just I'll stepped eat over it. a line. I'll son. eat it, but I don't like it. Do you know where you live? Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you live above that Mason-Dixon line? My, my, my son used to eat corn dogs by the dozen. Dude, like, they're in, delicious. In two, in two days, he finished I, I, Here's corn. a little side note. I'm not a big fan of corn dogs. Mm-hmm. I love cornbread. Mm-hmm. I love hot dogs. I, I'm not a big fan of corn dogs. Yeah, I get it. You I like certain trash. kinds. Yeah. The cozy... The cozy How do you uh, spell cozy? Is it K-O or C-O? C-O-Z-Y. C-O-Z-Y. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd be fancier. But yeah, we're, it's, I think we're going to have an awesome trip. And uh, that's coming up, uh, well, I don't think we give out full dates, but end, very tail end of March, very beginning of April. Yeah, our our, tri- our dates are fluid. Yes. Depending on like what we're doing that day. And where, yeah, where we're going to be and stuff. I, I definitely do have an itinerary. Yes, but if something fascinates us and we want to spend extra time there, great. If something sucks, we'll be in and out of it in five minutes. That you know? is very true. That is. We're we are not limited by anything except an eight-day time limit. Yeah, if you want to come out and say hi to us, like I said, follow, I've said this before on a, another show, uh, follow our social medias and stuff. Yeah. We should be posting pictures, uh, constantly posting comments and, and posts. And you know what, guys? Here, here's something, since we're talking about that right now. 
Um, it's really important to us to grow as a show and to continue doing what we do. Uh, and one way that can happen is if you guys share uh, or like our social social media pages, if you share our podcast on your page, that opens it up to a whole new bunch of people that may never have seen it before. Yeah, uh, We'd appreciate that. All it takes is a click from you guys. Hit that share button. We'd really appreciate it. And we, maybe we'll have a contest in a few weeks. Um, you know, if you share share the uh, newest podcast, you get a drawing for something. We'll figure it out. We have been discussing for this trip, uh, doing some contests and stuff leading up to it, and as as well as while we're on the trip. We uh, will be leaving stuff at each of the comic stores we go to, if they allow us to. Promotional materials. Yeah. So you may see some stuff there. I, I've already started to amass a few things, by the way. That's awesome. I have um, leftover postcards from the Kickstarter, because mm-hmm. I ordered a lot too many. Uh, I'm going to start making those. Remember the, the the magnets you wanted one of? Right. With the, with the pocket protector? I'm going to make more of those soon. Cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try to get like 500 things. We can leave a few at each store. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be announcing what stores we're going to be hitting. Uh, like I said, check social media and stuff. And when uh, we get there, there'll be pictures. Uh, one contest we have discussed, and this will be up on our social media right before the trip, mm-hmm. uh, we will be letting people make a song list for us, which oh, we will yes. play, and then we will vote on who makes the best playlist. Except for Adam Sternberg, he's not allowed. Uh, I would say a minimum of eight songs to a maximum of 12. 12. Yeah, that's right, so it's not like overwhelmed. Like yeah, it's not, yeah, we're not My song will start off with The Night Chicago Died. You don't count because uh, well, you're, you're going on. Well, that's his pick accounts because that's definitely on that's our That's already on my playlist. Because my hopes and dreams of going to Chicago have been dashed by you two murderers. We're going to play that as we pass Chicago. Right. <laughs> This podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be elevated going past Chicago because that's the only way we'll see it at the distance. Oh, I see. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we won't see it. Dude, you know what? I promise the next trip we'll go to like a big town. We need to. Uh, if we, it, I mean, technically, we are going to two large towns. Indy. And we're going Indianapolis to, and St. Louis. Yeah. So there uh, well, you go. We're also going through Louisville, Kentucky. That doesn't probably, count. and that that's a relatively big town. I'll tell you, Indy should I give you that. Chattanooga, but I mean, Nashville. But I mean. Indy should quench in your order, thirst for In big order town. for it to be called a large town, I'd say it has to be at least sizable to Miami and larger than Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if oh. Louisville is larger than Fort Lauderdale. If you're comparing them to that, I think maybe Fort Lauderdale, not Miami. I'll tell you, Indianapolis will, will definitely quench your thirst for a big town. Okay. It's big. It's big. There's stuff going on there. Look, we're stopping the Lucas Oil Stadium, so I'm happy. Yeah, we're going to swing by there. The Pacers I would like Stadium to swing is by, there uh, in Indy, the, um, where the Indy 500 is. The Brickyard. Yeah, the Brickyard. There, there's lots of big things. It's a fairly large place. Now, granted, we might be swinging by there at 4 o'clock in the morning, so we avoid traffic <laughs> and stuff, but still we're going to swing by there. That's what you don't see the people. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So if you're awake at 4 o'clock in the morning and you're in one of these towns. If it's just whiz by with a, hopefully, a Nerd Nation magnet on our car. Yeah, the, the Nerdmobile. We should do like a Where's Waldo, people looking for our car. They take a picture of it and post it to social media, tagging us. They should get something. That'd be neat, wouldn't Any, it? Anybody out there who, yeah, gets a picture of the the car while we're out and about? I'll tell you what. If we're out on the trip, we're beyond Florida. If you take a picture of the Nerdmobile, you see it with the magnet on the side. I will give you a copy of each of my comics. There's like eight of them by now. There'll be like ten by the time we go on the trip. That is a ridiculous, like hard contest right there. And that's why I'm giving so much. Right. That's like 10 comics. No, it doesn't count if we're stopped. No, it does if we're at a store. Yeah, if we stop somewhere okay. somebody just sees the Nerd Nation radio. I'm going to tag you every day. Not you. Not you. You can't win. You're not eligible. You're, you're, you're part of the Nerd Nation family. You're an ambassador, sir. Anyway... <laughs> I'm reading this. <laughs> yeah, that's dead air. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, wow. He's so I, excited to be one of us. 
We are going to come up with some different contests and stuff. Some will involve us purchasing things, I think, and, and letting people vote on what who got the coolest deal that yeah, day. Yeah, Kurt and I are definitely looking to, to do that with thrift stores especially. Jack probably won't do that so much. Thrift stores but, suck. I'm thinking of doing, like, a cool thing. I want to try, like, maybe wearing, some, like, a different hat every day on this trip. Yeah, thrift stores style. suck unless you find a coffee cup with $6,000 in it. I heard about that. Holy wow. crap. This woman donated her son's cup to charity. Six grand. He, that's where he kept his money. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah and Someone bought it. <laughs> and they're asking for it back. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, no. I paid 25 cents for this. It's mine. <laughs> you're going to have to cut back. You're not getting the money back. Anyway, so there's our trip talk. Uh, we'll be talking about it, I think, in depth. We might do a special. I'm going to try. Um, one thing I'm thinking we need to do is maybe find one of these comic store owners that's willing to come on the How show long before the interview? we leave. Interview's about 40 minutes. Okay. That's a full show. How, how are we doing now? What time is it? Just under two hours with the interview. Oh, cool. So we'll then we're perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, we'll do some more updates. I'm thinking maybe trying to find one of these owners, maybe even the vault or, like, uh, what was the Dangerous Grounds? or Villainous Grounds. Villainous Grounds. Maybe They're pretty active on. on social media and stuff. They might, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun getting them on the show. That way we talk to them in advance. Now, when we get there, you know, maybe it'll be like a hero's welcome. We'll get some free coffee. That, that's <laughs> I knew you, I knew that's what you were leading. I'm aiming for coffee. Yeah, yes. free. You're aiming for free. Any of you who want to give me free coffee, <laughs> anyway, send it to this address. Right, Gene at NerdNationRadio.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll be keeping you updated as to what's going on. Like I said, uh, that's coming up end of March. Yes, exactly. So look forward to that. And here's uh, what is this going? What's going on after this, Gene? Uh, I'm going to be talking to Dan Bowden's Dean about his. Still active, but successful Kickstarter. Uh, it's got a couple days left. In fact, I'm going to look it up right this moment. I know we actually filmed the, um, or taped the interview yesterday. Uh, and at that point, he was, I think, at 2677. Wow. Which is over goal. Uh, I'm going to look and see where he's doing now before we cut off real quick. So you have an up-to-date um, thing. Buck Buccaneer. Buck Buccaneer. The Adventures of Buck Buccaneer. Yes. Or is it the legend of Buck Buccaneer? The legend of Buck Buccaneer. That's what I thought, yeah. All right, the legend of Buck Buccaneer is currently at... Currently? At a slow phone. Not loading very well. Drum roll. 2744 on a $2,500 budget. Oh, that's good. It's it's an excellent book. It's actually geared towards young adults, but it's funny. So someone like you would enjoy the reading. It's about a pirate crew that consists entirely of birds. Um, the, The first mate is an unhatched egg. He's got, like, wings sticking out, and he's holding a sword with one of them. And to express his whatever he's feeling, he draws it on the shell. Like an unhappy face or a mad face or whatever. Uh, and it's cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. Dan's a real imaginative guy. Uh, Kurt, you might recognize the name as one of our subscribers at uh, the store we worked at. It does sound familiar. Yeah, he was, he I, was I one of our guys. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's a fantastic book. It looks like a lot of fun. Watch, Look at the quality of the video and the quality of the Kickstarter itself. It's pretty amazing. And I think the book will have that same quality. So that's pretty much why you should get it, Jack. Plus it's a young reader, so it's near your level. <laughs> no, it looks fantastic. It really does. Do they have um, an audiobook version of it? Because that's the only way he's... he's, he's you know, it, it's really... In parentheses, It's really it. funny that you say that, because I spoke to Dan, and he wants to do an audio version of the book. Oh, Jack! I think you'd be perfect for the egg guy. In fact, I have to contact a mutual friend of ours and send her information to Dan... Oh, yeah. Uh, because he's looking for people, but it turns out it's ridiculously expensive to do an audiobook. Oh. 
So he's going to see if maybe he can get a, a, a rate somewhere else. Hey, uh, hey, Dan, we record crap all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you're okay hearing a little bit of, like, air conditioner background noise <laughs> in your audiobook. Jack is perfect to play Mr. Egg, I'm sure of it. Yeah. So there you go. I'll, uh, be, I'll be Buck. So here's the star. Here's yeah, I'll be the villain, whatever. Here's uh, here's you are the villain. I know. Here's Gene and Dan Bodenstein. Hey, this is Jack, and you're listening to Nerd Nation Radio. And now, guys, if you've uh, listened to our podcast, been to our website, or looked at any of our social media, you know about the legend of Buck Buccaneer. Uh, and now, I actually have Dan Bodenstein with me. Uh, we have to congratulate him for a successful Kickstarter. He is well over the 100% mark. So how are you, Dan? How are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was a little bit nerve-wracking when you start seeing the numbers and you're waiting for those things to climb. But once we hit that mark, I was so relieved. I would imagine. I've I've gone through a few Kickstarters myself, and it never gets easier either. It just Every time, it's just heart-wrenching. Yeah, I've done a couple. I had one that was a small book we were going to do. It wasn't successful. I did have one successful Kickstarter. And, of course, that was my first one. So I'm thinking, oh, no big deal. It's easy. It's not as easy (laughs) as it might have used to be. But now it's like I was watching the numbers, and I'm like, all right, we're two weeks out. I need to start, like, a contingency plan with family members that I haven't spoken to in a year um, to see if I can get them (laughs) to jump in. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Uncle Betty. Yeah, exactly. In a while, but but, hey, Dad, I know you wanted me to come to Missouri, but I might have to spend that ticket on something else. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, but you didn't need to do that. You, you did it. And, um, we're taping this on Wednesday for Friday viewing, but right now you're at 2677, which is well over your your asking point. And that's that's terrific. It's I, I've done this, like I said before, and my first Kickstarter, total disaster. I did everything wrong you could do for a Kickstarter, and, and I failed was, to reach, reach that number. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I actually remember it because I backed your Kickstarter. I remember that. Um, oh, giveaway yeah, runners. Yeah, yeah. Thank, well, thank you. Yeah, yes, I did. I, I've got my copy at home. Um, Yay! But, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of having to go on Facebook and um, I'm part of some groups there, like some Disney groups and all that, and I was able to explain to some people how this is very Disney, Pixar-like, even sort of DreamWorks, like a, a Shrek-type uh, adventure where there's sure. a lot of comedy in it and just a, a lot of great dialogue uh, going on in the book, and it's very reminiscent of a, of a Disney cartoon. Very cool. I know off the air we are talking about the, the possibility of doing an audio book. Maybe you could offer up the first chapter as an audiobook for free so people can think about buying the book from you. Yeah, that would be good. Um, we've been just toying with the idea for independent publishers uh, and authors. It's, it's relatively expensive to do an audiobook. Um, sure. You know, you look, at, you look at some of the prices or you look at something like audible.com where you're doing a subscription service, and I often wondered, you know, in comparison to what it costs to create the book, how long does it take to, you know, recoup all that money that you're putting into it? With sure. Even with a print book, which I'm sure you know, even with a print comic book, it's, there's a lot of upfront costs, you know? I mean, I worked oh, with absolutely. story editors, uh, grammar editors. I worked with uh, um, 
writing coaches as well because this was my first novel. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. a lot that you put into this, and it, it's just a lot of work. And I don't think people realize it's just um, not a matter of just like writing something like you write fan fiction where it's going to be out on the Internet and it's okay in the format it's in. This is something you want on bookshelves. This is something you want people not to see that you forgot where to put that comma. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be there. And if it does get to, into libraries and into bookstores, and people see that error, they're you know they're maybe less likely to buy the second book. I mean, it's not always right. uh, definite, but but yeah, I, I would I would hesitate to buy a book that had a bunch of errors in it, you know. Right, yeah, and and we read as many times as you'll read the book, and I've read my book so many times. Somebody that you give it to will contact you an hour later and go, "Hey, I found an error." And you're like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> when 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 Gateway Runners finally saw print, there's one there's one typo in it, one single one. Uh, it's, it's a compound word, and the second part is cut off for some reason. And all there were like five of us, like reading over this script and the lettering, and very carefully to make sure nothing was wrong with it. And it saw print with that mistake. We we fixed it for newer editions, but that drove me insane. Yeah, and I'm sure you run into formatting issues as well, especially if you're trying to get dialogue into a comic square. Yeah, well, I will, I will tell you, um, my uh, my editor and my digital guy, Mike Wagoner, is so amazing at putting the book together digitally and doing the lettering and stuff. Uh, it was a godsend. I could not have done that book without him. That's awesome. Yeah, my uh, yeah. creator, Ron Robron, he's... He, he and I work together so well when it comes to story, um, and he's the illustrator. He drew the images that you see on the Kickstarter, the color images, and yes. the cover. He did that. Um, he created all the black and white illustrations for inside the book. Um, he is amazing. This, I've known him almost my whole life since middle school, and you could walk up to him and say, I need a kangaroo that serves nachos out of its pouch, and he'll just sit down, pen to paper, and hand it to you in five minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. He, uh, he speaking did, of the Kickstarter, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And his, what's amazing with Ron is he doesn't just draw the character; he's given it personality, and he'll actually hand it to you. And with that example, it's not just here's the picture; it's here's the backstory as to why he's doing that. And he like comes up oh, with wow. the entire backstory. So when you put his imagination together with my imagination, you can imagine. Sorry to use the word imagine so much, but you can imagine what we come up with. There have been so many ideas that we've thrown out and not done or shoved in a folder that we want to do later. It's really fun to sit in on one of those brainstorming sessions. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, having worked with a few other writers, especially on on, um, my newest book, Dulce, I actually co-wrote it with somebody, and that's a process I'm not very familiar with. Um, I, I co-wrote another book years ago, but that hasn't seen print. But it's it, it is an experience. It is it's both frustrating and amazing because uh, you know you feed off of each other, and sometimes that's something else. You know, it's uh, there's nothing better when you click with someone and you really get going on a story. I love it. Yeah, when you click, it's great. But then when you when one of you suddenly goes off on a tangent, and then you realize you're off on this tangent and you're completely skewed from the original storyline. Then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, so you got to stop, start over, start from the beginning. What was the process? Right. But even some of the best writers do end up going off on those tangents anyway. 
I know George R. R. Martin is famous for taking a page and a half to describe what everybody's eating <laughs> in game, like Game of Thrones, and I'm like, all right, well, this is this is sort of entertaining, but you're really going into detail here. I don't need to know what this dude had for dessert. Well, actually, um, the first mate uh, of the ship, um, Mr. Egg, who is a half-hatched yeah. egg, didn't start out that way. Um, Captain Buck's first mate was actually going to be an uh, octopus that sat on his shoulder, much like a parrot would oh, sit neat. on a pirate's shoulder. And for right. some reason, Ron came up with the idea. He says, hold on a minute, and starts sketching this egg with its wings sticking out of the shell and it's holding a sword. And he's like, why don't we do something like this? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, but how does he communicate? So we sat there and we thought about it and then we realized, okay, he draws faces on his shell to express himself. (laughs) And we thought, oh my God, this is a great idea. This is hysterical. And then we realized it's a visual gag. Now we have to figure out how to write the visual gag. And that was a challenge, believe it or not, to be able to not only do that, but do it in a way that you're not saying, and then he drew this kind of face. Um, You had to do it so that it was organic so that you knew he was drawing something, and then you get the reaction from the other people in the scene as to what he did. You know, saying something like, uh, lower your eyebrow, you look perplexed. You know, something to that (laughs) nature so that you weren't just saying what he did, but they can get the name right, sure. it. So that was a huge challenge for the book is doing some of the, the visual gags. That's really cool. Um, on the campaign itself, um, I noticed there, there's a an unusually high level of, um, uh, how can I put this, professionalism to the, to the campaign itself, the Kickstarter page, the video. It's also well put together. Do you have a background in this kind of thing? Um, no. <laughs> really? Um, the video, yeah, the video I put together, I went through and I researched a lot of different videos. Um, and I put the video together and then I actually started recording my voice to do the voiceover. But when I mm-hmm. put it together, it didn't sound right. So we had um, somebody off of Fiverr, believe it or not, do some voice recordings for us. And we felt that it worked so much better. But the script itself, I wrote the original draft. I went over it with Ron. We collaborated on it. And we wanted it to be more humorous to kind of portray what the book was. You know, it is a pirate adventure. It is is fun and it is energetic, but it's also funny. Um, And then we have all these characters that um, Ron drew that are in the book that we wanted people to see, but we didn't just want to say, you know, meet character A, meet character B, meet character C. We wanted to do it in a funny way. So that's why we put the right. video together. And the fact that all yeah. the characters in the book are birds, we thought that had to be like the, as if the narrator was questioning the fact that, really, they're all birds at the end of that video. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. I giggled a few times, I'll admit it. Uh, but it's a really attractive campaign. It's one that... um I mean, and even a total stranger looked at it. I could see them throwing, throwing down and being part of it, and that's that's great. Thank you. But it also shows that your product is going to be that level, and uh, that that's something I look forward to. Yeah, and that that's something that was important to us. We wanted people to realize this wasn't just, you know, two guys got together, wrote a book, and decided to put it through self-publishing. Um, this is right. a reflection of us. 
you know? Everything I do is a reflection of me, and I always want it to be the sure. best. I, even after we put this thing through final editing, I still go through it, and I, I look at it, and I have to stop myself from rewriting scenes or, or making changes um, right. because I always think I could do a little better. Uh, Ron, sure, absolutely. Um, he's the artist, so he's drawing it, and he always knows he could do a little bit better, and this is where we help each other, where I'll say mm-hmm. to Ron, I think this is it, we're good, and then he'll say to me with the writing, I think this is perfect, you know, this is great, we're going to stick with this, we don't need to change it. Uh, otherwise, this is sure. just a one-paragraph book with one image that just has been changed over five years. Right, Absolutely. Uh, it's funny, interesting story about typos and books. I had, I had a friend who was making a role-playing game, and he hired editors to go through it and do the whole thing. Uh, and then the last eight pages was supposed to be basically an ad for what was coming soon, like the, the expansions for the game mm-hmm. and stuff. And so at the top, in really big letters, like almost an inch tall, it said coming soon. And that was like a marquee on top of all eight of those pages. Um, except it didn't say coming soon. It, it said coming in soon. And it got through the print, and he printed like a thousand of these damn things. And he hands them off to wow. us to look at, and one guy noticed it in about 10 seconds. And this guy was like, his <laughs> heart just, I think he almost died that day. That, that's got <laughs> to so, be true heartbreak. Heartbreak to put all that, and to have it go through, or I should say past your eyes so many times and you don't see it. Um, yeah, and it's eight pages of it, too. Because wow. it's plastered on top in big letters, man. Just, ah, uh, it, it was it was heartbreaking. <laughs> when, I, when I finished laughing, I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, we've been pretty diligent about trying to make sure that there aren't typos. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't any, so if you do get the book and you find one, there's no reward <laughs> um, for finding a typo. I'm not going to guarantee you the work that much. Um, but we, yeah, we definitely worked through it. We gave the book to early readers, and we actually sent it out to a few people, and then I sent them, like, a Google survey to ask them, like, which characters did you relate to? You know, how did this scene affect you? Did you expect this twist? Things of that nature. Um, so we got a lot of early feedback from people, and once we put it through uh, an actual story editor, I hired a professional story editor to, to read through it, and they gave me some pointers that I looked at it and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I did that in the story. Right. And it almost broke, it broke continuity, but I didn't see it because the story is not only on the page for me, but it's in my head. So I'm sure. visually seeing it in my head. So I might miss a detail uh, that somebody else wouldn't. So I, if you're ever doing a novel, especially something that's for a young adult or a fantasy or something like that, definitely look into a story editor because they will give you a fresh perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's an incredible idea. I think, I really think as many people should read your stuff before it's each print as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, not so much that no one needs to buy it anymore, but you know, a good, a good number of people will give you some feedback. And then I always uh, welcome you, the feedback. Exactly. Um, now, you mentioned in the video that uh, instead of stretch goals, you were giving away books to the Little Free Library. Tell us a little bit about that. So the Little Free Library is an organization of volunteers, and what they do is they build these small, uh, almost 
slightly bigger than a mailbox size libraries, and they put them in parks, um, near schools, uh, different areas, of course, with people's permission to put them there. And what it is, it's pretty much a take a book, leave a book type of exchange. So sure. we're going to be donating books. Uh, for every $100 we raise, we're donating a book to uh, the organization. So right now we're at, I believe, 26 books. Um, we're probably going to donate more books as time goes on. It's just something Ron and I have always believed in is to get people reading. Um, Ron and I obviously have a great imagination. Um, I think some of that's lost a little bit today where kids' toys now do the things we imagined ours would do growing up. Sure. We all had, like, the toy plane that we ran around the room flying it. Now you pick up your phone and you fly it. So right. there's Amazing. a little bit of that imagination that's gone, and we want to write things that spark imagination in people, uh, not just kids but adults as well. So it's a big part of us giving back and helping people read and to, to love stories, uh, to see in their mind what the, is on the written page before it's on the screen. We've all read a yes. book that became a movie, and in many cases the book is always better than the movie because you can't compete with your imagination. Well, that's exactly it, and I think that there's uh, – it's very important, obviously, to be literate, but beyond that, I think it's important to to read for enjoyment, like like make reading something you want to do, not, not a chore, because uh, a lot of kids are like that. They think it's a chore, and you have to turn them around because as an adult, reading is probably one of the biggest in, like sources of enjoyment that I get every day. I love I right. love picking up a book. I love reading it, and I think I think it's something that is really hard to instill in children these days because you, know, you have video games, which you know have these intricate stories going on and all sorts of craziness. You're competing with a lot of things for for attention. Right. One of my favorite books has always been Jules Verne, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um, oh, nice. I read that book as a kid. I read it as an adult. I read it probably as a teenager as well. And you can't compete with your imagination. You know, since it's pretty much almost, I think, in the public domain, everybody's made a movie about it. Good movies, bad movies, Disney made their movie, I think, first. But when you look at what they do on the screen compared to what you imagined as a kid being inside the Nautilus, completely different. Even going to uh, the Magic Kingdom on the ride, I don't know if you were there when the ride was there, completely different experience. Um, it just can't compete with what you imagined as a kid it would be like traveling under the sea. Oh, sure. There's a, um, uh, the original Starship Troopers is something that I read as a kid. And right. I, I didn't totally understand it back then, but I, I started to. And then, then this movie comes out, and I'm like, what is this? It was a fun movie, but it wasn't Starship <laughs> Troopers. Right. You know? Right. It, because it was entirely different. You've always got other people. You've got your director, your actor, your photographer. Uh, you've got the writers. You've got all that in the way of the actual story that you've already seen in your mind. You've already well, visualized yeah. it. And now you have all these other people interfering with that vision you had. So the book, if you've got a great imagination, will never be beaten by the movie or the TV show. I agree, and I, and I think that the director of Starship Troopers had a very exact vision in his head 
And the thing is, so did Heinlein when he wrote the book. So there's two very strong readings right. that kind of didn't really match up very well. But, you know, I still like the movie for what it is. Um, it's enjoyable. And, but, the, yeah, you're right. The book is so much better uh, in so many different ways. And that's how it's always going to be. When I watch the Buck Buccaneer movie, I'm, I'm not going to like it that much compared to the book. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to invite you to the red carpet event. Um, nice. Like always, I, I want to try out Ron for Mr. Egg. <laughs> Ron and I always laugh because we say we know the book has succeeded when we have to go to a theme park and wait 75 minutes in line to get a picture with our own character. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You could be like like Johnny Depp occasionally going into your ride, like yeah, like yeah, stalking it. Ride. Oh, we we could totally <laughs> see Mr. Egg as a character people would get uh, a photo with. Totally. Oh, heck yeah, man! You, you, if you go to cons and stuff, you should do uh, like a, a two or three foot long uh, or tall Mr. Egg stand up. That that would be hysterical. Yep. And, and then kids, you could draw the come and take pictures. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, make that it would be great. make it like a dry erase thing. Holy yeah, cow, that would be amazing. <laughs> so I, we gotta make this happen, man. Do you plan on doing the convention circuit with this book? We we have talked about it a lot. Um, I've been to SuperCon, MegaCon, uh, PalmCon, the one in Palm Beach. Uh, sure, I've been to quite a few of them. It's definitely something we want to do. We wanted to get our feet. Uh, on the ground first, get the book done in our hands, uh, get support from the community. We're looking into sure. uh, hiring somebody to help with promotions. But, yeah, definitely uh, a con is not out of the question at all. We, we would definitely want to do a book signing and probably bring some uh, fun little pirate artifacts with us to scatter around our, our table. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I think doing cons, it's fun. It isn't necessarily always very profitable, but it's it's a good publicity thing. If if you don't overdo it and do like seven in a year, then then you might sustain some losses because you know you got to fly out there sometimes or drive there, and then you got the motel, and it can be expensive. And then then the table itself. So it's something you really have to right. kind of you know you've done you said you've done a few cons, and uh, the thing I loved about PalmCon is that it was about a mile from my house when it was at the convention center. <laughs> so that's pretty beautiful. That, I could have walked there in like theory. The first one, that's the first mm-hmm. one I would have loved to have done because I live in Palm Beach County and I wouldn't have to worry about a hotel or you know food. Oh um, sure. Yeah, I, I followed me. I was actually at the very first PalmCon when I was at the Polish American Club. I did not go to that one. The first one I went to was at the uh, convention center. It was the first time I had heard of it. But that was oh sure yeah well. Time where we started all this and we were just thinking because the character of Buck Buccaneer started as a comic book character. Um, sure. It wasn't always going to be a novel. It was part of a, a group of heroes called the Barnyard Heroes. Uh, he was just one of them. And we were going to do it as a kid's comic, again, to help kids with imagination and something geared That's towards cool. a younger child. And mm-hmm. so Ron and I would go to these different cons and we'd talk to a lot of artists and writers. And I think that's probably where I met you. I ran into Martin from uh, Cosmic Times. Uh, sure. I went to many of his panels. Um, I'm sure you've been to his panels and they were just inspiring. Totally inspiring. I, I, Every yeah, time I, I went I, to one, I, I left there. 
yeah, I've been lucky enough to be a part of a couple of his panels. Um, and even at the mm-hmm. convention center, uh, PomCons, I was uh, moderating a few of them. And that that's a lot of fun. It really is. I love I love doing panels, and I love watching panels. Uh, and anytime right. Martin got up on stage with Juan Navarro from Creature Entertainment, you knew it was going to be an yeah. awesome panel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Those are always the good ones. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're fun together. Um, but, yeah, conventions are – it's a whole world, and I like it because it's – it's also a pretty tight-knit community, I think, of people. It is. It is. You can tell it is because everybody knows everybody. And when you do go to a panel, like my very first panel with Barton, he was talking about people, and he talked about them as if they were family. These weren't just sure. an artist and a writer and a creator. These were part of a, a family. And that's yeah. one of the things that was really different about the panels he held is you could see he cared. He he wanted to help the indie people get noticed, get found. You know, the, the, like you said, oh. the cons don't make you a lot of money. They don't. But all it takes is that one right person to pick up your book or your comic, and that can make the difference. Well, that's exactly it. When when Gateway premiered, it was at, it was at um, the one and only um, Magic City Comic Con that the Supercon right. people did before it be, before it became Paradise City. And I, that was an incredible experience for me. I had one person uh, uh, bought a copy of the book, and she came back a few hours later. She had read the book, and she was just gushing over it. And she was talking about the dialogue, and, and she got the jokes that were meant to be jokes. Like, they actually came across right. And so I was it kind of validated everything I had done up to that point. That's the best part is when you put in, like, subtle clues and things like that, and somebody comes back to you and tells you that they picked up on it, they knew something was going to happen because of that, that just helps you feel like you've actually accomplished what you're trying to do. Sure. Yeah, yeah my, good uh, feeling. I, I sent the book out. I sent this book out to a few early readers, some young readers, uh, the youngest being 12 years old, and she got oh, back nice. to me. She called me on the phone, and she just told me how much she loved the book. She couldn't stop talking about it. She talked about the characters. She talked about how she knew something was up, but she didn't know what it was. And when it came out, she, she, her jaw hit the table. Her jaw dropped. She loved it. And she loved nice. all the twists. And she even said parts of it made her want to cry, but it's really worth it. Um, so when you hear that, when you get that kind of feedback, it just, you just, every, all the stress that went into putting a book like this together, all the, even the money and, you know, the, the frustration, it goes away. You, you've done it. You, you've made an emotional connection between a character you created and a child. Exactly. If you could bring that kind of emotion to someone. I remember as a kid, books were kind of my salvation. If I could read a book, I was happy that day. And I thought to myself as an adult, man, if I could have that effect on one person, that, that's all I need, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think I've gotten it a few times, and it, it makes me keep going. And I I love doing comics. I'd love to do a novel one day, but I think comics is where it's at for me. Well, this one took a little over five years, so you have to put a lot of time into it. And mm-hmm. I will I'd be lying if I said it was easy because it was not. I would write a couple of chapters, go away from it, come back a couple of weeks later, and reread it and throw it all away. Um, you, you write out like an outline of how you expect things to happen. 
one of the things with this book is I knew how it was going to end pretty much before I finished the first chapter. Uh, so sure. it was like, for me, it was like, I got to get to that ending. I got to get to that ending. So you take all these steps forward and then you realize, all right, well, we, we have to accomplish something. We have to, there's something else that has to go on here. So you have to go back to the beginning of the book and look at where you could do some foreshadowing and things of that nature. So it's, it's not just start to finish, you write a book. You, you write a book, uh, you know, kind of like a snowflake from the center out because you're always going in different directions. Um, but for the most part, the outline I had as I started writing the book, the outline changed because I was starting to build personality into the characters. And the more right. Ron drew the characters and I could see them in front of me and he could see them in front of him, we just started going back and forth. And we were like, well, what if he this, that, and the other thing? Or what if this is his backstory and they don't know it yet and it comes out later or something of that nature? So once you've got, like, the personality down for a character, you, your story can go in a completely different direction. Well, yeah, I've, I've mentioned this before in a couple of interviews with these people. When you're, when you're sitting down and writing, sometimes the characters aren't cooperating with what you want. <laughs> they, they, they're kind of like they become living things. And they're just like, listen, buddy, I'm not doing that. That's dumb. I'm going to go do this. And then you kind of get screwed totally up a little bit. But, yeah, so it makes I for a great totally book. That's, and it's important, I think, to, to let those characters do. I don't they don't go too crazy. Uh, it's good to give them a little uh, little strength. Yeah, but you, always, you always want to like you want to give them that uh, that little bit of freedom to be themselves, so the character actually has life. If you if you right, try to exactly. like lock the character down into this is the character profile sheet I wrote. You know, if, you, if I'm sure you've played Dungeons and Dragons where you've had your character sheet and oh, yeah. you've had all that information. If you stick too much to that, the character is two dimensional. It's when you right. When you build off that, well, when you look at it and you say, well, because the character could do this, this, and this, that would mean they have the freedom to do this. You could, the character becomes alive. Um, I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to speak in terms where I'm not giving away too much of the characters. Um, but right, we have sure, exactly. one character. We have one character who is uh, odd for the fact that he is a turducken. Um, which in mm-hmm. our book is was thought to be a mythological uh, creature, so to speak, uh, or bird. <laughs> but they're actually a, a real species of bird, but they're very nomadic, and their people are scattered. Uh, and the crew encounters one. So we ended up building off of that. And the day we came up with the idea to include a turducken in our story was, it was hysterical because we just we couldn't stop laughing at all the things that we were coming up with. And not a lot of it made it into the book, but we were trying to figure out, you've got this weird bird that, you know, everybody does, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but people are aware what turducken is, you know, around the holiday times when somebody cooks that. So now we've created right. a character that is that, you know, so there's a connection there, sure. but they have to be completely bizarre and have right. something yeah, exactly. weird that goes on with them, you know? So we had to give this character life, and that writing session with Ron was just hysterical. Uh, I don't know how much we wrote, but we we sure did laugh. I, I got to tell you, having a living turduck in this kind of like David Lynch level <laughs> stuff going on there, man. 
<laughs> but what's amazing like, is we thought of it, and we're like, I don't think anyone's ever done this before. You know, we, we kind of, like, look things up. We're like, <laughs> would, you know, wouldn't you think something like, you know, DuckTales would have introduced a weird character like that at one point just for fun? Right. But but we, we researched it, and we couldn't find anything where anybody had done that. So that made it even more fun for us. To, to write this character in, and you know, it's a it's a strange character, but we wanted to, to give him his uh, day in the sun as well. Absolutely, that that sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I, honestly, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to jumping in on this and uh, being part of it because it sounds amazing. I'm not a young adult anymore, but that's okay. I'll read it anyway. I, I've had a few adults that read it that loved it, so you, you're right up there. Don't worry about it. If you if you like just reading a fast paced adventure, uh, especially a pirate adventure with a lot of humor, uh, some bird puns all over the place, you'll enjoy this. You had me at puns, sir. <laughs> well, I didn't want to want to run a foul. Put on puns. Put on puns. And and better than better than puns are bad puns. So you, you got me sold there. There are some good there. So, so, yeah, you got that as well. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, how much longer is is this Kickstarter still going for? Uh, it ends on February 5th. Uh, we're hoping that we're going to get the delivery uh, for the backers done sooner than later. We're currently estimating April for delivery, but we think we can move that up. Once We've got all of our uh, backers delivered, and book in the hand is when it will go live on Amazon. The book will be available oh, as the ebook and print book. Uh, we're kind of hoping for towards the end of March we should be able to get this done, but I don't want to make promises because we did say April. But once everybody else is uh, fulfilled and they've got their book, we're going to make it live on Amazon. That's great. It's always better to under-promise and over-deliver on, on Kickstarters, I think. That's a good move. You, you never know when something's going to come up. And as, as much as I have crunched numbers and got spreadsheets and lists and I know what everything's going to cost me for the rewards, you always want to be careful. Oh, God, yeah. Some people put a lot of big stuff in. They don't even understand that their shipping costs are going to go way up. And, you know, like, like they're offering – like a coffee cup, and that's great. So now you have to ship that in a different container than the comic. You know, well, we ran into that you. with uh, international shipping. Uh, originally, we oh my god, US shipping, yeah. So right. we have this a book. It's you know, it's it's a, a real book. It's heavy. It's you know, uh, ninety thousand words. It's a six by nine book. Right. And right. I go online, and I'm trying to use like the post office to get the cheapest price, and they're telling me something like forty two dollars to ship international so right being who i am i took one of my proof copies along with some items that i thought would be of equal weight to the rewards that i'd be giving out i boxed it up and i brought it to a post office it has no label on it and i pretty much told the uh the post office clerk i need to know what this will cost to ship and i started listing countries um, I'm in Europe, and I'm trying to write down all the prices that she's telling me everything so that I can see. And it was much cheaper than what they said online. 
So if anyone is oh, really? That's trying fair. to, yeah, I mean, I think I got it down to $24 versus $42. Um, so we are able to add that. something. It's, yeah, it's still, but it's, there are some people that have already uh, backed us from Europe and the UK, so that's a good thing. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. I, I did, I, I kind of, on this latest Kickstarter I did, I kind of kept the U.S. because I just didn't want to mess with it too much as far as the shipping goes. But um, usually when I'm introducing a new book, I'll, I'll try to offer it international because why shouldn't you, you know? But, I have, you know, you have to be careful with that. Make sure you do know the price beforehand. You know, you could, you could lose money on your Kickstarter. You, what you think is, is an overage in profit turns out to be money for shipping. Correct, exactly. Uh, and, you know, our goal was to be able to print a lot of books, get all these people their books, give them some fun stuff to go with it, but also we needed to raise money for promotion, to hire somebody that can, you know, uh, publicize the book for us and help us with that aspect. Although we did a great job with the Kickstarter, we were able to get the word out there. We think we need to take it up to another level, and that's where we want to look for a professional service. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. We, I, I've had you on the line for quite a while here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to let you off the hook in a second here. Uh, is there anything else I'm missing? You talked about the Amazon thing, talked about Kickstarter, and then February 5th, so people can still jump in now. Uh, what yes, else? What else do we need to cover, down. sir? Well, well, sorry, what was um, that? Yeah, they can still jump in until February 5th, I believe, something like 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Gotcha. <laughs> if you want me to get exact. Great. That's always good. I I always wonder what time of day I should start a Kickstarter. It's always goofy stuff. I'm like, should I start at midnight? No, then people will be sleeping. I'm like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, there's, there's a, a, a entire science behind it. If you follow some articles and, and some groups on LinkedIn, there are people that will tell you based on this type of product, this is what you want to do. You know, if it's an artsy project, you want to do it on this day. Uh, so there's a whole science behind it, believe it or not. For me, uh, what I was ready to launch the Kickstarter before the holidays, but I figured everybody's buying gifts for people. Now's not the time to ask people for a little bit of money. Uh, I chose... Right. <laughs> I, I chose an interesting time. It's after the holidays, but before that credit card statement comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll tell you, I will never do a campaign after October until middle of January. I think you're right. With the holidays, it's just there's too much going on. People are obligated to spend money. And unless, unless you're going to deliver that book before Christmas as a present, Correct. it doesn't pay to do it. Correct, and, and we knew we wouldn't be able to. So that would have just been unfair to people to have them, you know, get a book for their child and not get it until the you know first quarter of the next year. Exactly. So uh, last question I'll ask you is, what's next after Buck? Well, we do have a story we are working on. Uh, the end of February, I am hoping to have the books in hand for this project and I'm going to be traveling to Orlando to meet up with Ron in which we will spend a whole day signing books for our backers and probably the rest of the day dealing with carpal tunnel syndrome. But beyond that, we are going to be working on our next book, which I can tell you is a steampunk Western. Ooh, 
Yeah. Madman Steampunk. He's got <laughs> – we're, we're working on a Steampunk Western, which, again, will be anthropomorphic animals. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of material to work with. He's got some good ideas. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it yet, but I will say – some strange stuff happens where the Australian dingo ends up in an old west town. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, Dan, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Uh, I'm imploring everybody who's listening to this, go to the Kickstarter, watch the video, look at the perks, and, and just do something because it, it, it's a great story, it's a great idea, and uh, you're supporting good people. Thank you for having me on. This was great. Absolutely. Hey, it's Kurt here, and you're listening to Nerd Nation Radio. Oh, wow. What an interview, man. I learned so much. I'm tired from the interview. Oh, I'm exhausted. Uh, that's cool. So make sure you go on to Kickstarter and support Buck Buccaneer if it's still running. Uh, it should be, maybe, um, hopefully. As of today, it has you four just days left. Okay, four days I want to tell you how long was left. I know, but the funny thing is, like, it was like literally three seconds ago for us, you know, but like forty minutes ago for everybody. Exactly, it's been forty minutes since I checked it. Yeah, Shut wow, out. the magic of time travel. Yeah, so it's uh, four days left. You have time to get it over the weekend. Uh, hopefully, Jackson jump in right now and do it. Anyway, looks like he might. You doing it, Jack? No. Ah, he's too busy giving to a street sharks cardboard game. <laughs> oh my god, I would bat that so fast. Anyway, a, uh, a shirt tails. Uh, <laughs> shirt tails game. A shirt tails LARP. Um, <laughs> I forgot Jack was a LARPer. That's that's our. <laughs> don't put me in that. Don't do that to me. Jack. Wait, no. Jack once got tricked into LARPing. Wait. <laughs> Wait, why did you get so angry? You you have LARPed. I have not. Watch him cut this part out of this. Yeah. At the comic store, there was a guy coming in playing a game, and Jack's like, what kind of game is it? And I was like, a vampire thing. And Jack's like, all right, I'll play. Turns out it was a LARP. He's LARPed <laughs> other stuff. Jack, really? you've LARPed. Dude, have you ever gone to the park don't, and LARP? Don't, nah, nah, nah. No, I don't think you went to the park. Oh, wait a minute. I think maybe, didn't you do something like that one time? Did you go to the park, Jack? I think Jack's been to oh, the Oh, you've been to parks, but you've never LARPed. Well, who doesn't go to parks? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Visit us online at nerdnationradio.com. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Grindr at Nerd Nation Radio. So, so until, until next time, time tune in. in. Nerd, Nerd out. out.